Hello and welcome back to the So What Are You podcast. In today's episode, we learn about the life of Nate Grapes, a Bay Area rapper and father originally from Berkeley, California. I actually have been a huge fan of Nate's music since I was in high school, so being able to chat with him was really special to say the least. He starts off by walking us through his childhood, having a single mom and being the only black person in his family, and how his mom, being out of the house pretty often, working, led him to find friends and community in the streets. He shares his thoughts on a diverse Berkeley culture and how he formed deep relationships with people from all different types of backgrounds, and how he was really forced to pay attention to race when he entered the prison system for the first time, just in order to survive. Enjoy this raw, unique story brought to you by Berkeley's finest, Nate Grapes. Um, hi, Nate. Thanks for being on the show with us. Of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited yeah, for this. Yeah, we're really this looking forward dope. to it. Yes, us too. So I guess because I actually think I know the least about you out of all of us, can you kind of give us some background on like where you were born, what city you grew up in, kind of what was your experience within that community and kind of just share your experience? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Kaiser, Oakland, November 13th, 1988. Boy, Scorpio. a star was born. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, yeah, I was born Kaiser, Oakland. I grew up in Berkeley, which is, you know, neighboring city. My mom's family is all from like Northern California and shit. Okay. Lakeport, like Lake County and shit. Like before that, they all like came from Ireland over there. Uh, my mom white. So it's like my mom's side of the family is from like Northern California. And then like her dad and mom moved to uh, Berkeley and met and all that. My dad's side of the family is like from Texas and Mississippi, but then mm. moved to Richmond, to Easter Hill. Yeah, like... Uh, my mom and dad, they was they was married when I was born, but they got divorced like shortly after I was born. And then I was raised by my mom primarily in Berkeley. You know, Berkeley's a special place. That shit is like none other. I've never seen or been anywhere like Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a lot of uh, a lot of people, including Tiny, and saying that. I'm curious, like. What do you think makes Berkeley Berkeley and, and this like unique place? Man, I don't know. It's something in the water. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's like, you know, we got so many different aspects and, and, and cultures and things to experience in Berkeley. Like we got the whole spectrum from the bottom to the top. And, it's, yeah. you know, that got Cal biggest public college or whatever the fuck it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Greek theater. Crazy ass concerts, man. We got gangsters, we got nerds, we got <laughs> everything. Like everything you can think of, we got it in that motherfucker. Hella food. That's what I be yeah. like, bro. Like, we got so much good food in that motherfucker, man. Dude. But you I know, uh, to Berkeley. Going back though, Nate. So your mom's white, dad is Yeah, my dad's African American. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And yep. you go, and you were raised by your mom. Raised by my mom and my grandmother, okay. her mom. You know, my dad was on on drugs and, and alcoholic mm -hmm. and shit, so he he ain't really know what the fuck going mm -hmm. on. You feel me? But I always knew my family on his side. I just wasn't so close to them. You feel me? Like I would see them on holidays and go stay with my auntie every now and then. 
But yeah. uh, primarily, I was with my mom and her side of the family, and they all white. Mm. Mm. Her sisters, my auntie and uncles, they all live in uh, Tracy. They grew up in like uh, Tracy, uh, like Stockton area. Being raised like that, like I always had, I ain't gonna say like identity issues, but mm-hmm. like I knew I was black, you feel me? But I be around my white family and shit, and like I don't look like them, and and, yeah. and then on top of that, majority like I'm really the only person who lived in Berkeley, like on my mom's side. They all grew my look, my little cousins and big cousins grew up in like Tracy Stockton and shit, so they don't really like mm. they not exposed to what I'm right. exposed to, and then I come, and then it's like, the fuck y'all doing out here? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this shit weird as fuck out here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Do you okay. have siblings? Nah, I'm only child. I'm my only child. Ah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But that's kind of like what I feel like geared me towards like finding friends and finding people in my life that I can feel like is a sibling. You know, like I I, mm. I strive to make connections with people like to be close with with my good friends, you know, because I ain't, I ain't had no siblings where it was just like, oh, yeah, like my brother in the house all the time, like, or my sister right yeah. here all the time, like, yeah, that's my sister. We in this thing. I was just by myself and shit, so. What yeah. was it like growing up with a mom that was white? I guess, like, externally, did that, like, cause any weirdness, like, when people saw you guys together, that sort of thing? Uh, Actually, nah. Huh. I never remember any times where it was like, I'm I'm not saying it never happened, but like growing up and being young, you know, of course I'm like not paying attention to like social subtleties. Like I don't fucking know who's looking at us. Like I don't really think about it. And nobody ever flat out was like, why is your kid black? Or like, why is your kid's hair so curly or whatever the fuck? You know what I mean? But that's also growing up in Berkeley. Like, Berkeley's right, not, yeah. like, I was gonna say, people are liberal. used to shit. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. be adopted or whatever the fuck, you know? Like, so it was never, like, an issue or nothing, at least for me. Like, I was never, like, you know, my mom introduced me as her son, and everybody, I've never, like, nobody bad an eye or nothing, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what took you in like different directions or what directions did you explore being bicultural, basically? I mean, me, I was exploring the streets. I was infatuated with with the streets. Like I was alone a lot of the time. My mom worked like hella much. So I'd be, you know, I had to get myself to school, make Mm -hmm. my lunch, get home. I wake up, she gone already. And then she don't get home Mm -hmm. until, you know, eight, nine. By then, I'm just whatever. So I'd be, like, outside all the time. Like, mm-hmm. once I'm out of school, I'm outside. I'm running around Berkeley and shit. And then it got <laughs> me, like, exposed to the streets, I guess, because I'm out in the streets all the time. So, and I was, like, infatuated with that shit. Like, I thought that shit was, like, exciting and hella cool. And, like, yeah, I wanted to be, yeah, I want to be like these niggas. These niggas get money. These got cars yeah. and shit. Like, hold on. Like, and I ain't really had nobody to, like, tell me don't do that don't do that yeah like i'm just by myself <laughs> mm-hmm. like i just pop up like who's this nigga like and i i pop up and just be fucking around and, and what y'all doing type shit where y'all going type shit like i'm from the rock right. with y'all like you know my mom's never really well i don't really know because i like i start getting in trouble like early 
How old were you when you started kind of just hanging out on the streets? Probably like 10, 11, Damn. riding bikes and shit. I mean, I would ride bikes yeah. with my neighbor and my partners all the time and shit before then. But like right. 10, 11 is when I remember like actually like wanting to be outside and like yeah. getting a taste of the excitement. And it's like, oh, like fighting and doing bad shit, sneaking in, stealing shit, whatever the fuck. I feel like by the time my mom realized what I was being exposed to, I was already in jail. Like she didn't know what I was doing outside Mm. until she had to come pick me up from jail. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, what is you doing in jail? And it's like, I be doing bad shit. She was like, for real? Like, what the fuck? Like, and I ain't gonna lie, like the first time I got arrested, I was 13. I might have been like 12. I was a freshman in high school, but I was like always the youngest because I was mm. born at the end of the year. So like I started school yeah. early. The first time I got arrested, like for a robbery and shit, we was like a bunch of us running around on some fluke shit. One of us, oh, I'm finna take this nigga backpack, you hear me, and just does some shit, yeah. sock somebody, and then we all just jump in it anyway. And and then us being so young, we don't know what the fuck we doing. Walked right to the police station. Like, we didn't even know where the fuck we was at. Like, we walked by and they had all the police outside waiting for us. Like, what the fuck y'all doing? Yeah, come on this way. Yeah. Come on over here. Yeah, all y'all. Yeah, all y'all little niggas. Come it's a on. classic 13-year-old mind. Yeah, we like, oh, shit, we got, we ain't nowhere to run. So it's like, fuck. Yeah. So we sitting in the, in the, uh, in the city jail and shit. And my mom came. She was, I remember she was like sitting, they let her in the jail. They had me in like a, a, a hole. They had us all in holding cells. Mm-hmm. She was like, she told me, she was like, well, I guess you a man now. And I don't know if it was like, like cynical or just like, yeah. if that she really meant that. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, thank I'm a man you. now. Yes. Like, I kind of pumped me up yeah. a little bit even more. At that point, I was just like, well, I guess just what I'm going to be doing, like, yeah. keep doing bad shit. Like, I was going to say, how did you, I don't know if you can think, I mean, I guess you're kind of saying that when she said that, it kind of was like, yeah, I guess I am. But <clears throat> now looking back, do you have any like thoughts or feelings about your mom not having said something different or like kind of either punished or whatever you versus what she had said? I mean, not specifically, but how life has been for me recently. Yeah, I kind of wish she would have, like, tried to do something. I feel like she kind of was just like, whatever, like, it is what it is. Like, I'm not, Yeah. you know, she's been raising me. And I just, you know, I've been bad. I've been bad and shit and been doing dumb shit and lashing out and shit. So, and I feel like she just kind of was like, well, like, I guess this is what you're going to be doing. And it's like, well, I guess I am. That's what I'm going to be doing. And like, yeah, you know, what was her background? I'm curious, like, what? how was her like, you know, upbringing and like my grandma and grandpa had three kids. My mom was the youngest. So it was like my uncle was the oldest and then my auntie is the middle. And then my mom is the youngest. And my grandpa was like super abusive towards my grandma and my uncle and sometimes my auntie, okay, okay. but never my mom, though. Cause she was the youngest. She was like the baby. He he had really like beat up his son and, and his and his wife and shit. 
sometimes my auntie. Mm-hmm. So like my mom was around that all the time. Mm-hmm. My grandpa dead and shit, but my uncle and my auntie and they kids didn't ever fuck with my. I didn't meet my grandpa till I was ten or eleven. Okay. Like they had cut him off. Like my granny left him mm-hmm. and they cut him off. Like they didn't want nothing to do with him for years and years. And like my little cousins never met my grandpa. Like wow. I met him when I was 10, 11, and my grandma and my mom like tried to reconcile and like try to, you know, let him be in their life and, and be in my life and shit. Since I knew him, he was never like the abusive dude he was mean and he was an asshole for sure like right but he was cool you feel me i guess he was just an asshole i just felt like he was just stupid you know but (laughs) so do do you feel like uh your mom didn't really have much impact from him like her her like you know life mental health all that wasn't like ultra i'm sure it impacted her greatly she yeah. You know, she's been on like antidepressants. Yeah. Like as long as I can remember, like therapy and shit. I actually went to mm-hmm. therapy. Like she put me in therapy when I was a kid. Like I used to go to therapy mm-hmm. when I was like seven. Do you remember why? I was just like really violent. I was a real violent cow, real angry kid. Like I was I was always mm-hmm. flashing and fighting. And, like, when me and my moms would, like, get into it, I would, like, super go up and, like, break shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, like, she already knew, like, my dad not being around, her being a white lady, and being gone all the time. Like, I be left yeah. to my own devices all the time. So she, like, already knew, like, I was probably, like, dealing with shit, but she didn't know how to deal with it either, so... She go to therapy. Well, fucking, I'm I'm sending him to therapy too, and see like, so I went to therapy for like a, a long time, like years. I don't remember when I stopped. I was probably like like eleven or twelve or something. Okay. Yeah, probably like did yeah, you like, like ten, it? eleven. Yeah, I thought it was cool. We'd go play <laughs> games and shit. Go to Kaiser, yeah. and it was this lady named Mary, this doctor <laughs> lady named Mary. She was hella cool. And she had hella games, and she would sit there and talk to me. I didn't really like to talk, but I like to go and play games with her. So we'd just go play mm. board games, and she'll like talk to me while we playing, and whatever the mm. fuck we talk about is whatever we talk about. Yeah, yeah. And then I stopped. I stopped doing that for whatever reason. That's kind of surprising to me that you were like okay with that, and you would kind of stay mm-hmm. in it. Maybe you were too young to like rebel, but like it's kind of surprising to me that you would go along with like therapy for that long when like instead of like just acting out and being or like leaving or like ditching it or whatever That's i feel like it was like i feel like i like the attention like i like somebody asking me and caring even though i didn't really like i kind of was stiff to it but yeah. i i liked it like i liked somebody letting me know like they care they trying to find mm-hmm. out and it's like Okay, like I'll go fuck with it, like, cause other than that, I'm gonna be at the house anyway by myself or something. So, yeah. like, yeah, let's go play games with Mary. Come on. <laughs> I was gonna say if you felt like your kind of anger or like aggression or violence uh, in your upbringing, like, do you think that's just coming from a place of needing attention as a kid, obviously, and maybe not getting it, and then doing what you can to kind of get that attention from wherever it is you're able to yeah probably i never really tried to uh like dig into it but 
that My most bad. definitely seems like the right track, you know? I'll work with kids from like uh, EPA or coming from areas of SF where I kind of hear similar stuff. Like the kids that are in my room sound like maybe you when you were seven or eight. Um, And a lot of times, like we don't necessarily talk about that much, but what I sense from the kids that I work with is that it's just a very invaluable time for them because someone is spending one-on-one time with them and asking them questions and, they care and yeah, the kids yeah. need that. There's probably a in lot of kids who don't, don't. Who don't yeah. get that at home. Totally. That makes sense. I guess kind of like moving on from like earlier childhood and into a, I don't know, middle school, high school. I know Berkeley High School is like infamous um, for a lot of things, but curious, like when did you, you hook up with like Tanin and also... Um, like, what was the experience of, like, Berkeley High School and all all that? Like, I don't know what the middle school experience is like over there. If, if that's interesting as well, you can speak on it. But uh, at least Berkeley High, like, what was that environment like being, like, who you are? I went to, like, all the elementary schools damn near. Like, I got kicked out of, like, every school. So I didn't go to Jefferson and I didn't go to Malcolm X. But I went to Oxford. I went to Arch Magnet. I went to Washington. I went to a bunch of middle schools too. Though I went to uh, Willard. I got jumped at Willard. My mom took me out of Willard after I got jumped and shit. She was all scared and shit. What's the story with that? So I was like, it was after school, and like my partner Adam was living. My mom like adopted Adam for a few years. His mom, he was raised by his mom too, but his mom went to prison. So my mom like came and did like a temporary adoption and he lived with us. So this was like my first brother from another mother like type shit. This is where I was like, oh, like this is like he living with us. Like this is like my brother. You feel me? Like, (laughs) so this was like my road dog. And we used to get into hell of trouble together too. But of course, but two little black kids who lost in Paris is whatever the fuck. So. Totally. We end up going to Willard together, sixth grade. And it was after school one day. And we was finna walk to the bus to go home. Get picked up on a 51 and go down university and, and get off on sack and go home. And uh, he left something. He left something in the class. And so he was like, I got to go get whatever. I'm like, all right. So I'm like waiting by the gym, by the pool and shit. These kids, you know, whatever, was walking around fucking with people and tripping niggas and just doing dumb shit but this one kid had a they gave us these like binder reminder things and they had like these little half circle uh rulers them little like i don't Mm -hmm. know what they for but it looked like a d but it's a ruler Uh, yeah a protractor protractor god damn it (laughs) How the fuck you remember that? God, man. I don't know. I like math. You must have you must not stayed in your knowledge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think, I don't even remember writing nothing in my binder reminder. But anyway. So this kid was walking around with the ruler and he was scratching people with the ruler. Just random kids. Like he didn't even know these kids. Like he's just walking around like fake slashing niggas with the ruler. So I see him. I'm like, man, what the fuck? And he, they all walking towards me. It's like three, four of them. They walking towards me. They fucking with everybody on their way. So I'm waiting for Adam. 
and they walk past me and the, and the dude scratched my arm with the ruler. So I just, I pushed him like, bro, like, what the fuck is you doing? Like, I pushed him off and he backed up and, you know, squared up like he wanted to fight. But then, you know, all three of the other niggas came and surrounded nigga and tripped me nice. and threw me on the ground. And they just all kind of jumped on me, kicked me and shit Damn. and ran off. So then I like get up, Adam come. He like, you know, what happened? Like, what the fuck? You know, I'm lumped up, head lumped up and shit. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, it's like, you know, niggas jump me, whatever. So we cut, get on the bus, go home. You know, moms got home later that night and and seen me and was like, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> what they do? Who did it? And uh. went to the school <laughs> with me the next morning, talked to the principal and caused a big hoorah. And, you know, I didn't know who the fuck these motherfuckers was. Like, so they was like, we can't even do nothing. Like, we don't know who the fuck it was. Like, so my mom just pulled me out. Like, fuck it. Like, he not going here no more. What, was Willard considered like sketchier school or something like that God, or it's just nah. hard- i feel uh-huh. like out of the middle schools willard was like the best one yeah. hmm. after i got jumped my mom sent me she hollered at my grandpa and my grandpa helped pay for private middle school mm. this school called park day which was behind oakland tech like this okay. little tiny school it was like hippie school like you call all the teachers by their first names and yeah, I work at a school like that. Now. Fucking symphony class or whatever the fuck, like crazy <laughs> shit, yeah. ballet class or whatever the fuck. But oh yeah, so I went there. I went there for like a week. I got expelled from there on Valentine's Day for beating some <laughs> shit up. Uh, just right. dumbass little kid shit. Niggas didn't like me. My mom picked me up, so I knew I was in trouble. Like. You know, they sent me to the office, got away from my mom. My mom come. She got Valentine's Day gift for me. She got me uh, the, the Any Given Sunday soundtrack and a bunch of candy. Aww, and, and so she picked me up. She gave me my, my gift. She ain't, you know, she ain't do nothing. She, I ain't get in trouble or nothing. Hmm. And then, like, later on, she said it was because I had just got jumped. And it's like, I understand. Like, you just dealt with this getting jumped. And then you you exposed to whatever situation, so you like you probably automatically mm. like fight because you think you're gonna get jumped or whatever the fuck. Right. So I was like, huh? Like, oh, yeah, you right. You know me, I ain't in trouble. Yeah, you right. Yeah, huh? That's what it was for sure. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm gonna go outside. All right. So yeah, I got kicked out of there, and then he sent me uh to this other private middle school in West Berkeley called New Age Academy, mm-hmm. and it was like in a warehouse. On 4th Street, like, no okay. yard. Like, we had a parking lot that shared the, with the other warehouses. Like, and it was just this big open building with, you know, they sectioned it out with little cubicle walls. And those were the classrooms. <laughs> and there was, like, wow, 30 kids or something in the whole school. And they had, like, drum class where we would all just sit and, like, hit the bongo <laughs> drum. And, like... <laughs> hold crystals and shit. I remember the principal, it was this lady, Gloria, this black lady named Gloria, and she had the stank in his breath. (laughs) She was like this super like hippie crystal lady who like brushed her teeth with baking soda and hella wanted to 
oh, how, how are you? How are you? Back up, like your breath smell like hot garbage right now. Get the fuck, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm not trying to smell that shit. <laughs> but yeah, and I, I finished out, uh, I finished out sixth grade there and I, I did terribly. I always did bad in school. I never like got good grades. I wasn't like, dumb i just like i was never interested in any of it like i didn't care about it at all like i never did my work i was always talking shit i was always clowning or fighting like so my grades would reflect that and i get d's and f's like i i get a c and thought a c was like yeah like c's uh, get degrees and that's like yeah you know, everything and then that was like some <laughs> Throw a nigga a bone type shit like, huh? We just gonna give him a C, man. Like, let him out of here. Like, we don't even want him up here no more. Like, let him go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything. So, my grandpa stopped paying for that shit. Like, man, this nigga fucking up. Like, he don't. I'm not finna be paying for this shit. He don't even get good grades or nothing. So he pulled the plug on that, and they sent me to uh, Longfellow. And then Longfellow is like, you know, all the kids I used to see in the hood go here. So it's like, oh, like. Mm-hmm. This this crack, this the crack school right here. Like we we in this motherfucker, we turning up, we boxing, we bringing boxing gloves to school, we cutting, we cutting class to go have a fight club in the hallway by the cafeteria in the corner. Like I'm dead. We used to be wrestling and shit. We'd be out on the yard playing basketball and shit. And it was the the uh the peace, not the peace officer, but you know they be having like the school police. Yeah, Mr. Blackwell. Old OG black dude, man, and that nigga, he used to hate us. He used to chase us around that motherfucker. We used to hop fences on his ass. We used to try to grab his motherfucking billy club off his hip and shit. (laughs) Just fuck with him all the time. (laughs) So that wait, what age was this? Definitely eighth grade though. So finished out my my middle school there. Did terrible. They wanted to uh, hold me back, but Mr. Palau from East Campus <laughs> caught my name somehow, pulled my name out the hat, like, bring him up the street. We going to take him. He going to high school. We going That's to so the continuation funny. school. So I'm like, all right, come on. Probably the worst thing I could ever, like, be exposed to at that time was go to continuation high school. So, and did and people like, from those schools, like, interact? Like, were they, like, friends or enemies or anything like, like from that. east campus to berkeley high and like berkeley high yeah 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 Cause, i mean that's how i met me really because mm, like okay. all my friends going to berkeley We're high berkeley high got it so it's like i would i would skip school to go to berkeley high <laughs> i swear to god i used to be in, I used to be in i used to skip school to go to school and like I used to be in classrooms, I used to sneak in the classrooms, like talk to girls. I would like see my friends oh, in class. Like I just be walking through the halls and shit, and just go in the classroom and fuck around, like <laughs> dumbass shit. We used to be up there deep, like we'd skip school, go down there to East uh, to Berkeley High, and like give some more of our partners, and then we we are all cut and jump the Bart and go to the city or go to Oakland or Richmond, wherever the fuck. And just run around the bay like we was never at school. Mm-hmm. And then, how did you uh, end up meeting Tanin through that? I met T- uh, Tanin through uh, our friend Evan, 
you was good friends with Evan and like I I known Evan since like middle school I think I nah like elementary school damn near I met him in like fifth grade when he moved from New York he went to school with Nico uh Berlin and that's how I met Evan and then when we was in high school Evan like knew Tanine and then by me like coming around and knowing Evan like I met Tanine and like through Shane and Dylan and shit and then I don't know me and Nene just hella like. We just jailed, you feel me? Like, this nigga was hella cool, like, laid back. The nigga was fitted, had Jordans and shit. This nigga was fake icy and shit. Nigga had come through with that shit on. I'm like, oh, nigga, nigga. He is Yeah, and I don't know. It's just, like, super, uh, you know, Neen like a special person, man. He, like, I never met nobody like Neen, for real. He, like, mm-hmm. a real genuine, like, Genuine person all around. Like, if he don't like you, like, he's not going to like you. And if he like you, he's going to like you, for real. Like, and fuck with you and show mm-hmm. you that. Like, go out his way to let you know, like, oh, you my brother. Like, I fuck with you. Like, whatever it is, like, don't even hesitate. You feel me? And then you can't not fuck with a nigga like me. Like, if you don't like me, he's a weirdo, for real. <laughs> Straight up. You don't fuck with me, but he's weird, bro. Get up out of here. Well, I don't know. I have so many things I want to talk about, so I'm trying to like, <laughs> and I also want to keep it on topic because there's so many things outside of this topic <laughs> I'm interested in. Oh, God, get what? the wandering. You got to wrangle me back in. I get to talk about <laughs> all kinds of shit. Um, I guess yeah. Let, let's just let's just go with this, and then we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, if someone were to ask you today, like. Like, what's your culture? Like, what do you identify with? What oh, would you yeah, say? I'm black. Okay. Yeah. Why black? Why do you say that first? I mean, I always, like, because I knew my dad was black and being mm-hmm. raised by a majority, like, white family members, it was always, like, present with me. I didn't look like my family. Like, my family mm-hmm. didn't look like me. Like, I'm definitely, like, I'm not, I'm not white. Like, I don't, I'm. And if anybody was to see me outside my family, I'm black. Like they are, I'm black. Like mm-hmm. so, it's like it's just like a reality. You're saying, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, I I go to prison for a long time, which mm. is like super racially charged Racial. and segregated. Yep. Like yep. you're with your people, these your people, them is them. Like. And you got to be with your people, like, no matter what. Like, if anything happens, like, you got to be involved with your people. Like, if your people involved, you involved. Yeah. Which kind of, like, instilled, like, I- I'm with my people. Like, I'm black. Like, these my people. Like, and that just kind of solidified that shit for me. Really, like, having to really, like, put my life on the line over a black man, even though I mm-hmm. don't know him. But he's mm-hmm. black, so if a white dude stab him or sock him, I got to get involved no matter what. Mm-hmm. Or a Mexican dude, like whatever. So that just, that aspect really. I mean, that's like so, it's so extreme that it like must solidify your your identity. With that must be solidified to way more than anyone else's just because like you had to put your life on the mm-hmm. line sort of thing for it yeah. <laughs> to survive. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like, I don't even really know because, like, on the streets, it's whatever. Like, you never know how somebody may feel. Like, you, you might see somebody from your, you know, ethnicity getting fucked with on the street 
and you might feel inclined to help them or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or you can be like, hey, that's not my business. But in there, right. it's like, it's your business. Go time. Like, oh yeah. shit, there's no, you can't, there's no questioning nothing. Like, and like, actually, like, I don't like prison riots, race riots, like, where it's just like a free for all battlefield fucking barbarian status where anybody with light skin, you got to fuck up or mm. anybody with light skin trying to fuck you up. So it's like that type, that type of dynamic is like, once you expose to it, it's like, I don't know, like, it's hard to let go of that. Is it, did that make you, did, is that something that like lasted with you after you got out of prison? Like, oh, or yeah. did that like, Man, quickly, I, like, done, dissolve and- I done double parked in traffic and did some crazy shit because I seen some <laughs> white dudes fucking with a black dude. You feel me? Mm. I don't, they're like homeless dudes, but they're mm. like chasing a black dude with a fucking bat across the street. Jesus. And I'm just like, hold the fuck on. Like, there's three white dudes chasing a black dude. Like, oh, man, let me skirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what y'all doing? Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, uh, get the fuck on then. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, going, I mean, this is like referencing way back to the beginning, um, but I'm curious, like, given your, I guess, lack of relationship with your dad and, like, how, you know, what he was doing, did that have any impact on how you think about your culture yourself you know what i mean i mean not i don't associate it with uh my culture like Like, you know i I know he 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 was on drugs and shit like i don't i don't i don't associate it with black people i just know my dad who was black was was on drugs and fucking up and didn't care so it's like that's just him I always looked at it like, yeah, he, whatever, he, he doing his thing. I don't, you know, whatever. But I never was like, oh, like black people don't take care of their kids or whatever the fuck. Like, because I know plenty of, you know, black fathers who do. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I guess, I don't know. I don't know if you want to, if you're okay with getting into this, but I'm curious, like you're a father now yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got two beautiful kids. Yeah, I got two beautiful kids. I got a son. Gonna be two yeah. in January. Capricorn. <laughs> yeah, and I got a five-month-old daughter named Maya. My son' name is Ayan. He live in California, oh, though. Yeah, like me and his mom going through hella little shit. So me and me and his relationship is like non-existent right now, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 The mom, uh, what what's her background in terms of? My like- son's mom is a uh, half Algerian, okay, and then half white, and then my daughter's mom is half white and half Shawnee Native American. What is that? Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, Shawnee is a tribe. So, would you say they're like both, you know, more white passing, like they're. They're definitely more my, on the my whiter son, side. My son got more like color. My daughter looks okay. white. Mm. She just has like super curly hair, but yeah. she she looks white with blue eyes. Mm. Like, but my son, he got brown eyes. He got more like colors, color skin, and and dark curly hair like his mom and shit. I used to have curly hair too back in the day when I had hair. <laughs> uh, Given like kind of like 
actually, I don't know, given your experience with like culture and race and all that, how do you plan to like raise your kids when it comes to like culture and, and race and how to treat that stuff? Like also like given all the stuff you just said might be like, I was thinking might be like doing nothing because it's just like kind of like a natural thing. I, but but I'm curious to hear like if you have any thoughts on that or, or how you would treat your kids. I'm definitely like I want them to experience life like however they're going to experience it. And I just mm-hmm. want to be able if they come to me about something to mm-hmm. to share my experience with them and like mm-hmm. give perspective any way I can. But I really want hopefully them to just. You know, hopefully sail through life without no problems. But, you know, mm-hmm. do you feel like an overemphasis on like, you know, educating on race and educating on culture can can be like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way where like the more you bring attention to it, the more like a kid might notice it. Whereas a, like a pure child like doesn't give like you said, yeah, doesn't yeah, pay yeah. attention to that, attention yeah, to that yeah. shit. What do you think about all that? Yeah, I never really like specifically thought about that, but I definitely lean towards like letting it be what it is, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't want to draw attention. I don't want to like influence them in the wrong way and make them feel like they need to like shun a piece of themselves or mm-hmm. feel better or worse about a side of themselves. Like right. just be a good human and then you know if somebody fucks with you and it's racially charged then we gonna we'll talk about it and try to get you to understand kind of like you different you know you don't right you might not look like a lot of people you feel me yeah and yeah. then take it from there you know but cross that bridge when we get to it <laughs> you were saying like when you're growing up you wanted to be on the streets and like got locked up and all that jazz like what i guess are you still on the streets? And if you're not, what pushed you out of that lifestyle? Yeah, I was like on a whole different like page after incarceration, you know, going through that situation is like life altering. Yeah. Like I, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the person that I want to be and like getting out of that situation. I was geared towards changing shit, go to school, work, move. That's why I'm up here. Like change my, 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 my surroundings. Wow. And, and try to like build towards something that ain't finna like, I won't be involved in that type of shit, you know? But, uh, more recently dealing with my son and his mom situation, it affected me real like, negatively Mm. you know I felt like I was on a better trajectory like and then not being with my son and dealing with Mm -hmm. his mom it brought like that dark back Mm. and I hadn't experienced that like it had been all cool like I'm chilling like I'm working I got a house like and then that put me more back into like negativity yeah. and heartache and all that, which 
is causing me to kind of like drift back towards the street shit yeah. or or just revert back to the shit that I'm like new for so long. Cause I mm-hmm. felt like I was on some different shit and that shit mm-hmm. just crashed and burned. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, damn, like what the fuck I was doing all that for? Like, mm-hmm. so now I feel like, and I'm not like, I'm, I got fired from my job after that. And I just been kind of like, I've been kind of struggling with it more recently. Mm-hmm. And I've been like, kind of like back on bullshit almost. Yeah. Because I just feel like that shit was like useless. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was doing all of the right shit and that shit didn't work. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm kind of at like a, almost like a tipping point. Like, damn, like, am I just going to like give up? Like, man, fuck that shit. I'm not even going to try that shit no more. I'm going to just do what I know. Like, or should I keep trying to keep trying to be like good? I guess I don't. Not like mm-hmm. good, but yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's hard. I feel like it can be really challenging to like feel like you've made a lot of progress and then be like shot back because you forget what it feels like and then you're there again and that's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think it's because you just want to like feel like you're you feel like you're doing something you're comfortable with and like you know the ropes of and feels natural again versus like forcing yourself. As bad, as bad as it is, it's predictable. Mm-hmm. I won't be surprised. Like, I, I'm not going to get yep. the, the, the rug sweat from under me. Mm-hmm. I'm either going to be good or it's going to be all bad. And it's like either one. But like going towards what I was trying to do before, I feel like that shit didn't work. So it's like, damn, like, do I want to keep trying to like and then be let down again later on or disappointed or hurt again or do I just want to like do what the fuck I'm used to and I'm comfortable with and take the consequences if they come because I know what the consequence is going to be it's not going to be no blind side shit so yeah you have any psych psych shit for that Ida (laughs) (laughs) Ida normally sprinkles in some like some useful knowledge I do I'm pretty much useless. No, I mean, I think it just, it reminds me of a few of the people I was close to growing up who did kind of live in the hood and like they were on the streets and kind of that experience of like, I'm trying to change and like do these things right, but the progress comes really slowly. And I feel like that's the hardest part. And then when you go back to what you know, it's just high risk, high reward, but the risk is hella high. The reward can be too. But it it is kind of interesting because I feel like, in our life and like Mountain View, for example, we aren't even introduced to that lifestyle in the first place. So it's like not a possibility that comes up in our mind is to like kind of do, do shit and get kind of get rewarded for it and win, but also risk a lot. Um, and I think something I remember is like talking to a close friend recently, who's also kind of in the process of trying to come out of the hood and like figure out his life. And I was talking to him and was just kind of like, it's not really an option to go back, but listening to his explanation about why he would and like 
exactly what you said about like being certain about what will come from it. At least you know, right? It's like you're either going to get locked up, you might die, or you win. Yeah. And that's three options and you know them. Um, and sitting in the uncertainty of like, what if I work my ass off for 15 years and it doesn't pay off, I think is just the most uncomfortable and challenging feel feeling. And when you haven't been exposed to a bunch of stuff, uh, you don't know that there's other fallback plans. And yeah. I feel like that just speaks to kind of our society and the unfortunate systems we live in. Um, yeah. But I do hope that you keep pushing because it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. I personally will say I think you have a, a huge career in music because like Man. your talent is ridiculous. Thank I've, you. I've Thank thought you, this bro. since the beginning. Thank um, you. If you take that Made mainstream. I honestly, honestly think Full there support. is a big, uh, big future there. But mm-hmm. you know what you got to do in life better than we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on it though. I'm on it. I've been trying to work on that shit. You know, that shit is a whole nother mm-hmm. uncertainty. Hustle. You know. Yeah. And dedicating yourself to it, and spending money on it, and making time mm-hmm. for it, like totally. And then with kids on top of that it's like it's the windows be slim like because i'm definitely sure. like dad i'm dad first for sure like yeah. whatever the fuck and then whatever i need to do to make money to be able to yeah. provide for them is second and then the shit that i want to do music or whatever like that's like whenever like i figure it out somewhere like I, yeah, all right, I, I ain't doing shit let me get in the studio or send these files yeah. out or get this nigga up for some artwork or whatever the fuck. But I'm on it, though. I'm on it. Oh, yeah. We're rooting for you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, we're just at about time now. Um, really, really, really grateful that you were down to to be on this and share your story authentically and transparently. Thank you, uh, Tanin, for, for hooking us up with with uh nate yeah yeah appreciate yeah, y'all for real yeah appreciate you and uh for anyone listening you want some good good music nate grapes yeah. uh, nate look, grapes, look man, you type that motherfucker <laughs> in any search bar except <laughs> do not google nate grapes. <laughs> hey, real quick here. before y'all leave right real quick before y'all leave so i yeah, was working yeah. went to culinary school Got a job wow. at this okay. nice grocery store. I was a sous chef there, moved up hella fast. Nice. Da, 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 da. But it's like a chain and it's in Portland and it's like this natural local, like, so it's hella white people and like Portland is oh, it's hella white Definitely. people here. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I was I was at work. I was like getting off, I think. And I was like in the manager's office, like talking to the store manager, this dude, Ryan, cool dude. Like everybody was hella cool there. Um, somebody, he heard that I do music. Mm-hmm. So I was like walking by and he was like, Hey Nate, like, woo, I'm like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Like, yeah. I heard you do music. You, you do. I'm like, yo, yeah, yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Check me out. <laughs> like, you know, YouTube, Nate Graves. And we chopping this a few people in there. It's like all the assistant store manager and like managers and shit. <laughs> and, and I'm finna leave. And Ryan, the store manager, he was like, Oh yeah. So you said Google, Google Nate Graves. So I was like, no. No, absolutely not. Do not Google Nate Grapes. Go on YouTube (laughs) and search Nate Grapes on YouTube or Spotify, Apple, like, but I'll, please, sir, do not Google my name, bro. (laughs) 
Which I'm sure he did. Like everybody started laughing. Like I know all of them niggas when he Google me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know I'm on Google right now. <laughs> you can't stop me up. Thanks for listening to the So What Are You podcast. If you like this episode, please feel free to rate and review and share with your friends. Also, if any of you are looking for a therapist in California, feel free to reach out to me, Ida, through the practice I work for, Therapy Now SF. The link is in the bio.